And good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner. It's the last day of June. We are literally halfway through the year. How about that, Paul? Yes, uh, time seems to be flying pretty fast here, even though with all the COVID and stuff. Well, you know, we're now in the summer. We really are. The market's getting very quiet. Um, deals actually are getting pulled. Those that are going ahead are really struggling and finding it hard. So it's time everybody took uh, the summer off, I think, um, and just chilled out. I am. I'm going to go to Cornwall for July. Um, I'm calling it working from home. There we go. Um, right. Gotta be happy though that England won the match yesterday. Uh, well, yes, a lot of people will be celebrating, and obviously on Saturday, a lot of people would like to go to Rome, but they can't to watch us play Ukraine. Um, but lots of people don't get very excited now, aren't they? Yes. Of England winning and that sort of thing, but you know, I'm afraid we never do. Anyway, who knows? I should be positive. Yes, of course, England going to win. Anyway, actually, talking of positive. Or, or not positive, as the case may be. We probably should talk about um, Bushveld this morning. Um, what annoys me most, actually, is they released their results at 7.38. I mean, why can't you release them at 7 o'clock? Surely you should be able to do that. That sort of tells you they're not going to be good. And I'm afraid I think these are pretty shocking numbers. A loss of $37 million. Um, ain't good, is it, Paul? Well, that certainly is kind of a surprise since they also reported record production rates for Vanadium uh, there at both of their FanCam and Vemetco uh, uh, operations, uh, 3,631 uh, group uh, tons uh, produced uh, versus 2,900 last year, and group sales were up to 3,842 tons Vanadium versus uh, 2,400, so quite a nice uh, improvement in sales. But the big fall off in Vanadium price, 52% lower, uh, was a big contributing factor there, and they did end up with an EBITDA loss, too, of about the U.S. $15 million as well. Left them with a the cash position. Well, don't worry about the EBITDA. Let's look at the, the, the pre-tax, all right? Well, there's no tax. The loss was $37 million. That yes, is that's, not good. That's true. There's no question of that. That's true. They have ended up with a better cash position at year-end than they did a year ago. They're just over $50 million U.S. at this point. And they are uh, talking about um, uh, di slower uh, um, progress being made uh, on uh, uh, developments for both VanCam and Vemetco for 2021. So they've uh, reduced their guidance a bit on both of those uh, here because of ongoing coronavirus issues is part of the problem with uh, South Africa as well. So as you say, it's not that... Uh, as good a numbers out from Bushveld as we would otherwise hope, I think. Yeah, and be careful with that cash pool because obviously that's the cash, but they also have debt against it, okay, because they've taken out a lot of borrowings. Uh, and the problem really was they went and bought Vemetco at, at too high a price because they thought the Vanadium price might stay high. Um, look, you have to be careful what you say, but I mean, I think, you know, the, the difference between ferro-alloys um, which is our client, um, where obviously they're getting funded by Vision Blue Resources and Sir Mick Davis. Uh, they have a, the lowest cost of production globally, a massive reserve. The difference between that uh, and Bushveld is just enormous, to be honest with you. Okay, Farrell isn't quite in production yet, um, but it will be. Uh, and it, but it's better to be in production and making profits than be in production and losing money hand over fist. Um, 
Anyway, we will see, but I think they are pretty shocking. And uh, I know they've got a big fan club of diehard uh, Bushveld fans, but I think this may just wake a few of them up and realise that it ain't actually quite uh, as good as they perhaps have thought. But we'll see. Um, okay, what else have we got out there, Paul? Well, we also had the announcement out from Rio Tinto today that uh, they have uh, formally uh, shut the Richards Bay Mineral Sands operation uh, here, at least for the time being. Uh, that's uh, due to ongoing uh, concerns about around security because of the uh, shooting of a, uh, a mid-level manager there at the operation about a month ago. So uh, there is apparently some significant uh, local unrest uh, which is feeding into um, some concerns about uh, employee safety. So they've chosen to um, uh, declare force majeure on their customer contracts there. That's pretty important too, because Richards Bay is really a uh, significant guidepost for the mineral sands products and markets in the Indian Ocean uh, region. So uh, we'll see how long this has to play out while they get this investigation completed. Yeah, well, I think the other thing is, I mean, Richards Bay is basically is the largest effectively port in on the east coast of Africa. Uh, the next one where if you're not going to Richards Bay, you'd be going actually to Mombasa. Uh, Mombasa, as you know, is a lot of interest to us because we act for uh, Camarco, which we're doing a reverse takeover into Anglo-African agriculture, where I sit on the board. Um, it's an amazing port. Uh, it's taken rather a long time, difficult in the current COVID conditions. But it shows why Mombasa is a really key port on the east coast of Africa. Um, okay, uh, what else you got, Paul? We had a resource update uh, for Amwar Minerals, the Russian nickel explorer that's quoted on AIM uh, for their Kunmani deposit. And separately, they also uh, announced their uh, annual results for the year as well. For Kunmani, the uh, deposit has grown by about 12%, uh, and in part that's due to the fact that they can incorporate copper as part of the uh, total re recoverable resources, whereas the 2019 resource uh, only included nickel as a payable product. And they've used uh, only resources which are, are um, quantifiable within a uh, essentially a $16,000 a ton pit shell or $7.20 a pound. But still, it works out to be a pretty nice uh, size uh, set of three deposits so far, and they grade about uh, three quarters of a percent nickel. They are sulfide deposits, so it's definitely one of the big uh, contenders to be developed in the world here uh, in nickel at this point in time. Will it get developed? Eventually, it will, yes, uh, is my opinion, but uh, your guess is as good as mine as to how long it will take. Um, at the moment, the company is uh, duplicating its uh, bankable BFS uh, under Russian standards, which is required under Russian law, so that just extends the timeline to eventually get it uh, financed and developed. It's not been an easy one, has it? Mm-mm. Um, okay, uh, anything else you want to comment on, Paul? And just to say that there is a pending merger coming up between the two TSX companies, the Yukon Gold Redeveloper Golden Predator and the 
uh, underground gold uh, mine developer in Arizona, uh, Arizona Gold. Uh, Arizona Gold will be slightly on top uh, on this uh, combined uh, entity, but they will have two uh, nearer term uh, projects uh, in uh, North America uh, coming to uh, fruition in, uh, in fairly short order, I think. You've seen quite a lot of gold mergers, really, uh, considering that very rarely you get mergers in the mining space. I think we need to see more, to be honest with you. Um, I would like to see in the second half of this year a lot more mergers. It's, uh, it's the way to uh, get excitement into the marketplace, should we say. OK, let's call it a day there, Paul, and we'll speak again tomorrow. Very good. See you then.